All right, everybody. Hey, how you doing? I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins, aka Dr. J. This is my boy. This is my boy, Justin Lee Howell, uh, aka Einstein. We're back with you again live on all my social media platforms. And we're finishing out a chapter in the Bible that we've been killing it on. And it's Psalms 148. Psalms 148. And we got some verses to finish off on in Psalms 148. And that's verses 11 through 14. So Guys, if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads. So let me share my screen and go to it with you guys, with you guys, so we can see what's up with uh, Upload Past Crossroads. So this is my YouTube channel, and I have a series on my YouTube channel titled Psalms One Forty Eight. Let's see if I can just find it right here. Yeah. All right. So here goes my playlist, uh, Psalms One Forty Eight. So check out all the sermons, all the Bible studies, all the animations, future animations I'm gonna have on Psalms One Forty Eight. But here goes another video for you guys on Psalm 148. And uh, also, here goes my other social media platforms. Make sure to follow me on all those. And then also, we got some of Justin's social media platforms, his uh, Facebook page right here, his uh, YouTube channel. But okay, let's go ahead and get to it, man. I, enough about the social media, uh, you know, protocols and everything like that. So, Today on Psalms 148, let me explain what Psalms 148 is. Just like I've done on every video, Psalms 48 is uh, one of five chapters called in the Bible, uh, and they're known as the collection of praise, right? So the praise collection. That's what these five chapters at the end of the book of Psalms are known as. So Psalms 146 to Psalms 150, these five chapters in the Bible are known as the praise conclusion. So, and they're called that because every one of these chapters in the Bible, these last five chapters of the Bible, are uh, they begin and end in praise. So at the beginning and at the end of all these chapters, so in Psalms 46, Psalms 147, and then Psalms 148, we're in the day, Psalms 150, it all begins and ends in praise. And so what does praise the Lord mean? It means in Hebrew, hallelujah. It's an expression of approval. It's average for someone or it's an idea it's the idea behind it is showing approval of something right showing love and respect for something is to express thank thanks so worship is an act of expressing thanks as well so we praise a lot of things in this life do you praise the right things you know do you give god the same praise as you do will smith as you do cardi b as you do uh home fried chicken fry you know country music I don't know. <laughs> Do you give God the same praise as you as you give sex? You know, like all these things. Women, like, does God deserve the same type of praise or does he deserve even more praise? Right. So nothing created is to be worshipped or praised like we praise the Lord. That's one of my main points. I ain't get to say in any of these videos that I'm going to be saying in today's video, especially in verses 11 through 14. And then also praising God should be more than just an expression of approval. So. You know, just like I said, I asked a question. Do you praise God the same way you praise everything in this world? You shouldn't, right? He deserves even more praise, even more recognition, even more admiration. So Psalms 148 is trying to point us back and trying to get us in the right accord when it comes to praising the Lord. It's literally a reflection of the whole creation story, just like what we've been talking about in Psalms 148 since we've been 
going through that whole entire book. So make sure to look at that playlist I showed at the beginning of this video. And then also it's trying to get creation to fulfill their purpose. So if you want to know what your purpose is and you don't know what your purpose is on this in this world, it's just praise and worship and adore and admire and just glorify God in everything that you do. But especially just when it comes to giving him thanks for everything that you have and everything that you, you're doing. Just like we talked about in the video before. Uh, I forgot what it's called. But anyways, um, yeah, guys, so praise is important to God. Everything, everywhere, and every person should be giving praise to God. So that's one thing that we saw here. And then, like I was talking about, Psalms uh, 148 is split up in three parts, right? So verses 3 through 6, really 1 through 6, is a call for the heavens to praise the Lord. Verses 7 through 10 is a call for the earth and all the earth's elements to praise the Lord. And verses 11 through 14, what we're in the day is a call for people, human beings to praise the Lord. So that's what we're finally getting to today. It's about to be crazy, man. So everything is created to praise the Lord. And we were literally seeing this whole entire chapter and we're, we already seen it. Like nothing's left out in all of creation. God literally touched everybody. Nothing's exempt from praising him. Everybody must praise him. So guys, there's three places, three P's you need to know about when it comes to praising the Lord. I got three P's for you. I got the palace, so in the heavens and the holies of holies, in the in glory where God resides in space, in the heavens of heavens, like I said, where the Lord, where the angels of hosts, the host of angels, all of the armies, they, they have to praise the Lord, right? That's one P. Another P is the planet. So everywhere on the planet, they have to praise the Lord as well. So that's verses seven through 10, like I talked about. Um, the first P in the palace is verses one through six, really. And then verses 11 through 14, what we're talking about today. His people must praise the Lord. So the people who are made in his image, especially the people who are close to him, these people must praise the Lord. The people who are fearfully and wonderfully made, these people must praise the Lord. So we're about to tear this up, guys. We've been building up to this point and we're excited. All right. So yeah, let's go ahead and read uh, Psalms 148, verse 11 through 14. Justin, I know that took a while, man. Did you have anything else for a preview, like an introduction? Oh, man, like uh, you you hit the nail on the head when you said like his people praise him as well because so far we've been talking about the heavens, we've been talking about the earth, um, and not to go into do too much detail, but we're finally getting to God's people. Like, um, like if any of these verses verses should speak to you, I feel like these really need to speak to you because now we're talking about how we need to glorify God, and we should know better more than anything else that we need to glorify God because nothing else we've talked about so far, like the stars, the moon, the galaxy, the heavens, none of that stuff actually knows to glorify God, but it right. still does just by like existing for his purpose. So hmm. how much more do we need to glorify him? Because we actually have that knowledge, but I'm not, I'm not going to spoil too much before right. we start reading. Well, you're good, man. You're good. So yeah, let's go ahead and read and I'll let you go in, man. How about that? All right. So we're in Psalms 148. I'm just read all of it. I'm going to read all of it, but we're focused on 11 through 14, guys, okay? This yeah. chapter in the Bible is crazy, all right? When I read it, it's going to go over your head if you ain't seen none of our videos before. You're going to be like, man, it's praising the Lord. It's simple. It's easy. Who cares? But when we break this down, you're going to be like, dang, how could I let something so simple pass over me? My dad yeah. said to me the other day, he said the, simp he said the advance is in the simple. You know, in the simple, you'll find the advance, right? That is so powerful, man. Like, okay. Because that's what you were, that's how you thought about the verses the first time you read it, right? Yeah, I was like, man, this is so, like, 
Yeah, dad was like, man, just do Psalms 148 for a sermonette in front of all the pastors. And I was like, Psalm 148? There's nothing special about Psalms 148. <laughs> it's so simple, but everything, all the basics of Christianity, your foundation. If this is wrong, the way you praise the Lord, everything's going to be wrong. If you have the wrong perspective about what uh respect and honor God deserves and what reverence he deserves, this chapter in the Bible will make no sense to you. It, you'll literally go over it. You got to make sure your, your heart is in the right place every single day when it comes to praising the Lord, right? So let's go ahead and read it. Psalms 148, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise ye him all his angels, praise ye him all his hosts, praise ye him sun and moon, praise him all ye stars of light, praise him ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens, let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever. And he hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons, and all deeps, fire and hell, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees, trees, and all cedars, beasts, and all cattle, creeping things, and flying fowl, kings of the earth, and all people, princes, and all judges of the earth both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of his saints, even of the children of Israel, of people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Like I said, it begins and ends with praise. Praise is mentioned 14 times, no, 13 times out of 14 verses. 13 times out of 14 verses. What do you think the psalmist is trying to tell us to do? Everything, every moment of every single day, no matter where you go, you should be praising the Lord. You should be saying hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything. You shouldn't be taking anything in creation for granted, right? How many times do you take the sun for granted? Have you ever been flying and looked at the clouds and then you flew so much you don't really appreciate the beauty of the clouds anymore because it became, you know, something you see all the time. It's casual. Like, no, all of God's creation is beautiful. We need to always realize who we're dealing with. And if all creation is that beautiful, how great do you think God is? Like, come on, man. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> Versus, we're focused on 11 through 14 today, guys. All right? So, uh, yeah, Justin, I kind of want to give a, a hierarchy. I want to give like a like a high overview of verses 11 yeah. through 14 first. Um, but did you have anything first before I do that? Or did you want to just focus on verse 11? Uh, let's see. Or just from what we've been saying. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Let's just dig into eleven. Okay. I think that's a good place to start. All right. So I'll read verse eleven. It says, Kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth. These people must praise the Lord. Okay, I added that last part. But this is who God's talking about, man. I gotta read I gotta read all of them, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, all- you get more power if you read all of them. Go for it. All right, so verse 11 of Psalms 140, it says, kings of the earth and all people and princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He He also exalted the horn of the people, the praise of his saints, even the children of Israel 
a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord, right? So uh, one thing I got is when we were first going through Psalms 148, one of the things that me and Justin saw was it didn't even mention human beings starting off. It literally start from the top down. Praise start from the top down. That's one of the first points we said, I think in, when we did verses one, two, three. So uh, praise started from the heavens. It started where God resided. It started with the cherubim who protect, God don't need protection, but who's, who's right there protecting the holy place, keeping who needs to be kept out of the holy place, right? Then it starts with the the heavenly host, right? So I don't know where the heavenly host is, but it's somewhere right there in heaven, in glory, in the heavens of heavens, right? So then you got the heavens of heavens. They praise God. Then it went to the sun and the moon and the stars and the galaxy, like, right? So like, and now we're trickling down to humans, right? And so humans isn't the center of attention in this text. That's one of my first points. Like mm. the center of attention is God. God's the priority. We literally talked about that in the video we just did before this video. What was the video title? Um, Only God gets the glory in our life after. So y'all make sure to check out that video on my YouTube channel. And we talked about how God should be getting the glory. He's the priority, not us. Like some people want to be famous and make themselves known. But when it comes to this Christian life, it's all about God getting the glory, God getting the praise, right? So in heaven, in the life after, in, in all of glory, when we die, it's literally going to be about Jesus, right? That's all it's going to be about. It's going to be about God. And the same thing goes for us right now. It's literally about Jesus and God now. Like what we do on earth is what we should be doing in heaven. Like when it comes to believers, we should be worshiping and praising God right now, like we will be doing in heaven and in glory. So, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Practice what you're preaching, all that stuff, right? So you guys take that further. I'm not going to elaborate on that point anymore, right? So all of creation in the life after will be glorifying, praising, and uplifting God in him alone. That's it, right? So that's what I was trying to say in the video before. Like, it's not about us. It's about Jesus, man. Like, that's the first thing we got here. Like, the center of attention isn't humans. Like I said, it isn't the only thing in creation that praise God. Everything isn't about you, right? So stop making life all about you and what you want. You need to get your priorities straight. Human beings yeah. got to get our priorities priority straight, just like all creation does. And it's about him getting the glory, him getting the praise, one who established it, it, it all, right? And so, oh, man, that leads to another point I forgot what establishing. Um, but did you have anything else, Justin? Just that, um, yeah, the, just like verse 11, though, I just like the progression. It's like now we're looking like in our previous videos, we were saying like how things are maintained by God, like they're placed there, but they're also like maintained. That's how they keep their purpose, like the planets, the universe, everything's like put there for a purpose. Now, the kings and all the nations and the princes and the rulers and the presidents and the prime ministers, all those people have been placed there as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying like they, um, I'm not going to get into anything political, but like they are not there out of their own power. Like they are all under the jurisdiction of God. Like they are all there and maintained by God. Like a planet has been placed into the universe and it's there just because God wills it. A president and a prime minister or whoever is there because God wills it. Like I'm, 
I don't know why some people get chosen to be put into office, but like, look at King Nebuchadnezzar. He was like a, he was like a filthy, filthy king who did whatever he wanted, a pagan. He brought in idols all the time, but he still was there to serve God's purpose one way or the other. Yeah. Um, oh, shoot, I was going to say something else. and I just lost my train of thought with that. But yeah, like every, every, everyone is just placed there because of God's purpose. Like we are not in control um, of the lot of like where we end up or our lives. Yeah. We can like, uh, if we have some ambition, we can like push ourselves further, but like we aren't in control of anything. If you think about it, right. like we can't predict the future. We can't tell where we're going to be, but now like God has placed us in certain places for his glory. It's like the Pharisees or the teachers of the law who are trying to test Jesus by saying, why is this man blind? Like, was it his sins or the sins of his father? And it's like, Jesus didn't care about that. Jesus was caring about the glory of his father. Like he's saying this man was blind in order to show the glory of God. Hmm. Like instead of like, oh man, okay. Now I'm I'm getting bogged down by all the news that we've had lately. I need to like push that out of my mind right now. But like instead of getting bogged down by um, all the things going wrong, like we need to concentrate on what are the opportunities we can use this for God. Like we can't be concentrating on the nations and the rulers that there are now. Like Psalms 148 is saying that these are there for the glory of God. They're not for the glory of the U.S. They're not for the glory of Britain or Australia or whoever. It's like we are pushing our lives for the glory of God. Mm. Yeah, man. I'm glad we're talking about, you know, God establishing it all. Because there's one point I missed in our last lesson when we had verse 6. Um, so let me read verse 6 so everybody know what we're talking about. So in Psalm 48, one of my favorite verses was verse, and it says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He had also established them forever and ever. He had made a decree which shall not pass. So what is something that God has established? Just the order and the flow and the way everything works in this world. Like, can human beings have babies any other way than to have sex? Like, you know, like, <laughs> the law, right? Like, they're making robots and androids and stuff now. Like, you know, but like, is it gonna, what's gonna, is it gonna, can it compare to God what he does? Like, you know, like it's going to be missing something. It's going to be missing a soul. Like it doesn't matter how perfect it is. Right. Like you can't still, you still can't reproduce what God did. Can we make another son? No. Like <laughs> just the way the law, can we stop the sun from shining? No. Like no matter what we do, the sun will come up and come down when God said it, it's, it's supposed to come up, come down because that's the way he established it. Something else I missed Justin was with the laws of gravity. Like when we throw our kids up in the air, we don't have to worry about the wind taking them because that's not the way gravity works. What comes yeah, up must there. come down, you know, like inertia, every, you know, opposite reaction, that that little thing. <laughs> so all yeah. the laws of yeah. Newton, I think, right? So like, yeah, all Newton's that. laws. Right, yeah. So like, God established all those things. It's not going to change. We don't have to worry about our kids flying away. Like, no, like when we throw them up in the air, they're going to come back to us. We can trust and what God has established in this world, everything will flow the way he set it out to flow. 
and nobody can do anything about that. That's the kind of God we serve. So whatever he has planned for your life, whatever he wants to be done in your life, it's already said and done. It's going to happen. We're going to talk about that in verse 14. I ain't going to spoil it, man. So man, like, uh, I'm going to just go away from that point. Um, uh, dang it. I need to just stop talking about that. It's just focus on 11 through 14. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, one thing I was going to say is uh, even if the sun ceased to shine, even if the stars uh, stop giving their light, even if the snakes and ants and creepy things and beasts, like if they stop doing what God wants to be done, right? And they do their own thing, hypothetically speaking. I don't know if they're going to do if they disobey God, like, but they're still being what they should be do, being, right? And doing what they should be doing, right? Mm. So if all creation doesn't do what they should be doing, what should human beings be doing? right? We're the last and we should be the best, right? You know, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So here, like you mentioned, you know, saying that, uh, here in this passage in Psalms 148, humans are the last ones being presented here. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. I think that's what God was going for with Psalms 148, man. So if everybody else ceased to praise God, what should human beings be doing? What should God's people, so not even human beings, what should God's people be doing? Because that's what verse 14 talks about. God's people should be praising the Lord, right? We should care mm-hmm. more about uh, what praise human, well, God cares more about what praise humans give him than what anything else in creation gives him, right? Because we were made in his image. It's all about our relationship with God. God did all this with us. Like uh, one pastor said, um, you know, God didn't walk in the garden of Eden with monkeys and zebras and giraffes and ants he walked with man he made man in his image like he chose to draw near to us oh that leads to another point i have i gotta find it but like (laughs) (laughs) my notes is everywhere man but yeah god expects praise and worship oh go ahead no i was saying no that's fine that's pretty normal for us right but yeah god expects praise and worship from his people more than he does all creation so um He's given more to us. He's done way more for us. He's provided way more for us. So are we exempt from praising him? No, we should be praising him even more, right? So this is why humans are mentioned here in verse 11 through 14, like literally, like it was the last, last of all creation mentioned here in Psalm 448. We were the last to, to be created, I think, in Genesis chapter one, right? And we're the last for a reason because God desires to be in a relationship with us. I'm, I'm going to wait to talk about that in verse 14. But yeah, man, um, if anybody should worship God, like I've been saying, it's God's people. So it's his children, right? So if these things below that I'm about to mention, so insects, beasts, birds, reptiles, pagans even, uh, those who reject God in their hearts, so unbelievers, atheists, and demons even, right? Because even angels turn away from God, right? Mm-hmm. Learned that with Lucifer, one third of the heavenly hosts turn away from God. So yeah. if these creatures don't choose if they choose not to praise god what should god's children be doing right so this is a message for god's children this is a message for the saved for the people who are born again this is what you should be living to do praising the lord and why why because the horn of salvation day i don't want to skip the verse 14 but it keep on coming back up dang i'm team ties everything in yeah i know all right, I'm going there, man. Like verse 14, guys. Let me read it before I even spoil it. He 
also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of his saints, even of the children of Israel, people near him. Praise ye the Lord. This is a reason to praise the Lord. Why should we praise the Lord? Because he exalted a horn for his people. Guys, I got a question. Is a horn quiet? Does a horn just, like, <laughs> and that's it? No, like, a horn is loud, man. Like, I gotta, I'm trying to find my notes, but like, yeah, like a horn. Okay, here goes my points. Those who don't know this horn of salvation should lead. No, those who do know the horn of salvation should lead the praise as we live out our lives for God and his glory, right? So with our lives, we should be making a noise, right? We should be making the loudest sound out of all creation. This is why humans are mentioned last in verse 11 through 14 out of all creation, because we're the loudest. We should, we have the most power, right? It's not because of us. The, the power comes from the horn of salvation. Horn is singular here. It's not plural. It doesn't say horns, right? There's many things that, I, I'm not even going to explain that. I'll explain it in a minute. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, we should be showing the world and all creation how to live, how to love, how to, what, we should be showing them what our purpose is in this world from what we do, right? From what God has ordained and called humans to do. Because we're fulfilling our roles in all of creation's course. So God has already, he want, it's one band, one sound. God has created creation to function a certain way. And we all have a sound to make, a, a, a mm. tune to make, a melody. So is are you making the right melody? Are you making the right sound, right? One band, one sound. You don't get to play whatever notes you want to play. That's an awful band sound, right? In God's chorus and God's band, you got to play his note, whatever key he told you to play in. You don't get to play what key you want, right? So <laughs> does our lives advertise God's greatness, right? So I just want to say a scripture verse that ties into everything I'm just saying. So it's Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14 and 15. All right, so Hebrews 13, 15. It says, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer praise to God a, a sacrifice of praise, right? The fruits of our lips that openly profess his name. I'll read the King James Version. Uh, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name, right? So this is the this is the noise we should be making, right? We should be praising him with our horn, right? <laughs> so every part of our lives, every part of God's creation is to praise God, like I've been saying, every aspect and every single detail, everything and everyone is pointing us back to the creator. I said that earlier in other videos. And then the more you learn about creation, the more you learn about creator, the, the more you learn about the creator. That's verse five, like we talked about, and I read that earlier. And the reason why we exist is to praise the Lord. So again, are you praising the Lord with your life? Are you offering your life and everything you are in praise to God? Because the skies, the land, everything in between, right? The sun, the moon, the stars, everything is lifting up God in praise. So are you doing the same thing, right? So uh, so God has lifted up to us a horn of salvation. And the horn should be our praise, our noise that we're making to him. Because praise precedes victory. In order to have what you want, you got to be praising the Lord, man. Worship will carry you a long way. Praise will carry you a long way. Your praise can break shackles. Your praise can stop diseases, man. Like your praise and thanking the Lord and rejoicing and being content in all circumstances you find yourself in can bring peace to your life in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. This is the horn of salvation, right? I'm not even gonna like spoil. 
I'm gonna just read it, man. I, I don't care no more. I just need to. If I read my notes, like it just all comes to me. All right. Yeah. So, like with the horn of salvation, guys. Let me, I'm gonna just read what the horn of salvation is. All right. So verse 14. Because this is my favorite part of all Psalms 148, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. So here goes a quote I have for you guys. So God is giving you the tools to overcome the enemy. So everything I just said, your prayer will stop him. Right. Your praise will confuse them. Your peace will paralyze them and your integrity will disarm them and your resistance will make them flee. Right. So I said earlier that horn, the horn of salvation. So he has exalted the horn of of his people. Right. Horn is singular. It isn't plural. So it's not horns. It's horn. So it's talking about one thing. It's talking about one person. That person is Jesus. Right. He's the horn of salvation. So there's a scripture verse that goes with that. I'll, I'll wait to read it. But a horn in this time period, it symbolizes, in the ancient, it's an ancient symbol for victory. It's a symbol of power and it represents strength. So military strength, right? So it kind of goes back to what Paul said, you know, about the armor of Christ, you know, put on the full armor of Christ, the sword of, just the word, something like that, <laughs> the feet of peace, stuff like that, right? So, uh, you know, whenever a bull won a battle, they used to raise up his horn in victory. Right. So what you know, what is what is the horn of salvation? You know, what is the horn of his people? What is that? Is it your strength? Is it your prosperity? You know, is it your prosperity? What you can do? No. Like it's the strength and the power of God. Right. So in ancient time period, like I said, horn is a symbol and a projection of strength. So anybody who finds strength, their strength, you know, yeah, anybody who finds their strength lifted up, exalted in difficult circumstances of life and impossible situations. This is a means and a reason to praise God because God's the one that lifted you up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that gave you authority, right? So uh, he's the one that, you know, did everything for you when it comes to any victory that you you get in life. So, yeah, so that's what the horn of salvation means. And then also... Uh, Psalms 148, it symbolizes a king. So it's pointing us to uh, a, 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 what's it called? A Davidic king. So, you know, that the prophecy, you got the Mosaic law and then you got Davidic and all that stuff. So it's it's just pointing us to Jesus. So it's pointing us to, to a king, the Lord, who gives victory to his people, man. So, yeah, all that stuff, right? So, yeah, man, this horn will rule. And it will reign. He will reign, and he'll have power. So basically, it's just this, all of Psalms one forty eight is really prophesying, prophesying as well. So it's pointing us to what the what the world will look like after death, right? In the afterlife, in uh, when there's a new heaven and a new earth, when all the earth is burned away, how it is right now. So Psalms one forty eight literally is telling us that Jesus will reign in this new earth. In this new world, he's the horn of salvation, the reason for the, all the season, right? So, like, this man, this is so powerful. Verse 14, just with that part, I haven't even talked about the other stuff, right? And then also, what you should know is it says, He has, He also exalted that's past tense, right? So, verse 14, He also exalted the horn of His people, He's already done it, He's not doing it, He's already done it. So like everything's already fixed. The battle's already been won. Like the scripture verse says, you have already overcome, right? You're already more than a conqueror because of what <laughs> Jesus did, because of what his sacrifice, because he's the horn of salvation, guys. 
So he has exalted, right? He's God has already done it. He's already, he's not doing it. It's already done. So you already have the victory through whatever you're facing in life. Same thing for me. Like whatever battle you're facing, you already won, right? So whatever you're facing, you already overcome. Why? Because you're an overcomer. There's so many scripture verses. This is literally what verse 14 is talking about. Uh, in First John chapter 4, verse 4 through 5, it says, Ye are guys, ye are ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right? And then mm-hmm. verse 5 says, They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. Right? So we're not of the world. We're of Christ. We have already overcome because greater is he that is in us, the horn of salvation, than than he that is in the world. So whatever battles you face that Satan throws your way, you have already won. You guys see this? All scripture come together like crazy. Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that love us, right? And then also what you should know, guys, is it says horn of his people. It doesn't say horn of the people right? It's his people. Only God, only Jesus gives the the horn, right? You got to know him. You got to draw near to him. You got to believe that Jesus died for your sins and died on the cross and rose from the grave. You got to believe in all that. You got to have faith in the word of God in order to have this victory. Because if you don't, you're not going to have it, right? You're going to have just a part of it. There's, you know, something like, you know, you have a reason to praise God, but like you don't really know, right? So like this chapter is talking about how when you know the Lord, you have a reason to praise. You're not going to half-heartedly praise. You're going to understand why you're praising God because of you know how much he did for you because he's close to you. He draw near to you. I'm, I'm losing. I'm, I'm going everywhere now. But yeah, God uh, causes people to be a, he, he causes his people to be a force, right? So I'm going to read verse 14 again. He also exalted a horn for his people. The praise of all his saints. Oh, my gosh. See, that goes back to what I was trying to say. The praise of all his saints. Your victory is found in your praise, man. The more you praise God, the more he'll do for you. That's that's bars right there, man. Look look at Paul and Peter when they were stuck in prison and they praised the Lord and the prison gate opened, right? That's because of praising the Lord, being content in all circumstances. Satan hates when we're like that, man. So, like, yeah, man, uh, God, God exalts the horn of his people, so not the people. So are you his people or are you against him, right? So uh, those who praise the name of the Lord will be heard, right? Those who praise the name the name of God, God will ensure they have dominion, right? God will give you the authority, right? When you're one of his people, he gives you authority over all your circumstances, over all your enemies you face, because you have his horn. You have Jesus, the horn of salvation. You have a reason to praise. Mm-hmm. So, it's the praise of all his saints, man. So a horn is heard everywhere. Everyone can hear a horn. That's why Gabriel makes the sound of a horn anytime Jesus comes. And he'll do it the same thing when, when the rapture comes and all that stuff, right? So um, yeah, man. Well, yeah, we also studied that in the book of Exodus on Mount Sinai, right? But yeah. horn, got I, was actually, I was actually gonna refer to that too, because yeah, like the horn horn is used to like usually uh uh, call people together for like the proclamation of a king as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really like about verse 14 is because now God is like identifying everyone as his people. Right. Like before it was just like, of course, like everything's identified as his creation. He has given them glory, but now like he's owning us. So it's not just 
uh, men and women proclaim his glory. No, it's like his men, his women are proclaiming his glory. So that, I feel like that's a big significance of the horn too, because it's like, it's calling all his people together. Right. Yeah. It's, and that's the that's a interesting part too, is like all the earth and the seas and the heavens, they have no choice but to proclaim the glory of God. But like we're called to um, give him glory. Like it's uh, it's in our nature to give him glory, but sometimes because we are given free will, because God loves us, we don't make that decision. But like that's why we have to listen for that horn. We have to listen for our calling in order to approach God, approach his kingdom, like build on to his glory, not like make a small little anthill right next to a gigantic mountain. We have to choose something that's eternal. Right. Like we have to, we have to, we have to uh, answer the call of the horn. Right. Yeah. One of my main points is if you want to experience victory in this life, it only comes through Jesus. It only comes mm-hmm. through the horn of salvation. And like, I was trying to, I was trying to say a scripture verse, but I, I didn't, I, I knew I didn't, I didn't want to waste time looking for it in my notes, but it's Luke chapter one, verse 68 through 70. It says, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. He has visited and redeemed his people. So he has, he's close to us. Just like this uh, verse 14 says, he, he's drawn near to us and he has mm. restored us of everything we lost. And he's mm. doing even more through us, right? He's redeeming everything that is bad that has happened to you. He's going to turn it into good. You just got to give it time, guys, right? Mm. He redeemed his people. That's what he's going to do with you. That's what he does with me because we're his people, right? And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of the servant of David, right? So, and he spake by the mouth of his his holy prophets, which have been which have been since the world began. So God's been doing this forever, right? He's been giving us the victory to ever, and it comes through Jesus, man. So I told you guys, this whole chapter, like the whole sum of it, is really talking about all of creation for all time, what's going to happen, it's predicting everything, because it's talking about when Jesus is going to rule and when he's going to take over, man. The victorious king, make everything right. He'll make everything whole. He'll bring back the world to what it should have been a broken world into a perfect world like this is what it's talking about man and then also if you're one of his people he will exalt your horn so he'll exalt your praise man you'll have you more reason to praise him because he's gonna do even more for you right and even if he doesn't you'll still have reason to praise him because god is good even when life isn't right and then also he'll he'll um he'll exalt your reach your outreach, right? Your environment, your connections, your network, your bank account even. He can do that. Your finances even. He can do that. He's not limited, right? God can exalt everything in your life, your salt, your light, your impact, your influence. God's at work, man. Why? Because the horn of salvation is over your life. He lives inside you. You know, like like I referenced uh, with the Lion King, the Lion King play, you know, he lives in me. You know, yeah. he lives in you. He watches over <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man here goes some questions for everybody so is jesus your savior you know is he the reason why you praise right is jesus the joy of your life is he the reason why you shout for joy is he the reason behind why you made it this far or do you think yourself made like we talked about in the video before you know is the lord your greatest joy and does your joy for him lead to praise this is what this chapter is talking about man if you don't have a reason to praise god man you need to 
get the right mindset, man. It's talking about an attitude of praise, man. We got, we all, every single one of us got reason to praise God for something. And if you don't, you're not focusing on, uh, you're not meditating on the word. You're not seeking first the kingdom of God. And you're definitely not keeping your mind on spiritual things. And you got your mind occupied on earthly things about what you're focusing on, what you do have instead of, I don't know, you're focusing on what you don't have instead of what you do have. Because when you got God, you got everything, right? So we, we talked about that as well in one of our videos. But yeah, man, uh, I'll, I'll stop with 14, man. Cause I, I had I had a lot with 14, man. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even done. I'm not even done. So I talked about how... Uh, no, Justin, did you have anything with just that first part of verse 14? Um, I kind of want to go into... No, not 14. I got some stuff for the other verse, like 13, right before it. Okay, well, let me see what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going I'm to finish verse 14. We should have just did a video with just 14 if it was going to be like this. Cause... Yeah, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize how much 14 was going to be unpacked. But it, it links to all the verses. Like, it ties yeah. together. Like, it talks. Like, the amazing part of it is it starts talking about uh, the rulers of the earth, like the men and women on the earth, and like uh, how they need to praise him. Um, so I feel like those verses are important for fourteen because once he names, once he names all the people on the earth, he declares them for himself as well. Right. Like, I, I just like that subtlety where it's like it's raised up for his people, the praise of his faithful servants, right? Like the people close to his heart. So I it, eleven through thirteen. Are, is all a build up to fourteen? Right. Yeah, like I'm glad you said that because that's where I was going at. Like, verse fourteen, finishing off, it says, "Even of the children of Israel." That is so powerful. It says, "Even." So it's talking about God could have chose anybody, mm. but He chose the lowest yeah. of all creation, which was the Israelites at that time period. They were the lowest. They had the least. They didn't have no power. They were the least respected people. And God said, I'm going to use them. And they became the, uh, what's it called when you're like the top nation in the world, uh, like the United States? Oh, uh, something power. I forgot. Yeah, mega power, something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like they, they were the mega power in that time period because of what Jesus did, not because of what they did. Like they were small. They had no respect. And God said, I'm going to use those people. So even the children of Israel, God gave them a reason to shout. And that is so powerful because we're going to talk about princes and kings, young and old, widow, maidens, like these people, half of them don't, they, people look down at these people. People don't see the good in these people, but God chose them. That's so powerful. Even the children of Israel, God chose you. So he takes pleasure in his people. He takes pleasure in those, uh, he dwells in the pleasure of his people, right? And the more praise we get, uh, the more we praise him, the more he dwells in our praises, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, like these Israelites, man, people near to him, they, God chose them and they, they went with him, right? They loved on him. Yeah. They, they made uh, him a uh, priority. And so because of that, this is the whole gospel. The goal of the gospel is to bring us near to God. The goal of the gospel and the reason why we have the word, uh, the primary reason behind our praise is because God came down and God came to us in order for us to know him, right? 
So mm. God has made a way for us to know him, even the children of Israel, right? Um, a people near unto him. We have no reason to be near unto him. It didn't say the angels are, why didn't it say the angels are near to him? They live with him, right? Like, so, <laughs> why didn't it say the angels? Why are we more near to him than the angels, right? That's so crazy. Mm. We're the last of all creation mentioned. Yeah. And it says that humans are near to him, dear to him. He mm. treasures us. That 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 is alone is reason to praise him. That gives you if people in this world reject you, if people in this world don't care about you, you have reason to praise because God does. God chose you, especially if you know him. If you don't know him, you can know him. This is what this chapter is talking about. Even you can know him, just like even the children of Israel, if you draw near to him, because he's already near to you, especially you listening to this message right now. He's really near to you, right? So yeah. just accept him. Tell him you want to know him. Tell him you believe everything he says he is right? Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then you'll have the horn of salvation. This is what chapter 14 is talking about in all those verses, man. So is it personal to you? This is what verse 14 ends off saying is, do you believe that, you know, do you have, do you worship him as Lord? Do you worship God as Lord? Do you have him close to you and dear to you? Or is it just lip service? You know, are you just talking, man? Or is it deeply rooted in your being? This, just everything I've been saying, man. So, man, like, this is crazy. Just like with verse 14. I, I'm done with verse 14. Let's go. Let's go to verse 11, man. Let's, let's go to verse 11. Yeah, I like 13. Yeah, I like 13, oh. too, because it's talking, like, now it's exalting God's name. Like, everything is giving him, giving him glory. But, like, um, like, what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to, like, give him glory? Like, we've talked to... We talked a good bit about how it's because they've been created and maintained by him. But like now here's the root of it all. It's because he alone is exalted. It's because he alone is above everything. Like he alone is the creator of everything as well. Like he's like a, like when you when you're like a, when you're trying to obey or honor your parents, like why do you do that? It's because like they created you. They're doing their best to like take care of you like this is this now verse 13 is going into well okay that's god is magnitudes above that example like he's the creator and father of everything like in like nothing else compares to him like in the first verse of genesis it's like he stands above everything else before everything was created so that's why um he's above the earth and the heavens is because like he was before all that, which is mind-boggling. Like, can you really, can you think of what it was like before time started, before everything was created? Like, can do you really know the concept of nothing? Like, where it was only, like, the presence of God. Like, he's above all that. Like, he's, like, he's outside of all the restrictions that we have. It's kind of like the Matrix when uh, we're bound... <laughs> When, uh, what was his name, Neo or Keanu Reeves' character, like, they're all bound by the rules of the Matrix or the rules of that world. But, like, God's not bound by that stuff. Like, we're the canvas. He's the artist. We're the, uh, we're the uh, clay pots. He's the potter. Like, he's just above it all. He's, like, the ultimate creator, and that's why he deserves the glory. Right. Yeah, man, you said it, man. 
Let them praise the name of the Lord, verse 14 of Psalms 148, for his name alone is excellent. I'm not even going to look at my notes anymore. Let's just talk. So mm-hmm. let them praise the name of the Lord. It says it again in verse 5, right? Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they create, and they were created. So verse 5 is talking about who's them in verse 5. Let them praise the name of the Lord. It's talking about the sun, the moon, the stars, the heavenly host, the, the uh, armies of heaven, like all of them, the heavens of heavens, these things must praise the Lord, them. Mm. And then verse, it says it again in verse 13, because it's recapping everything we done covered. You know, the beetles, the the ants, the creeping things, the flying fowl, the humans, kings, young, old, no matter who you are, these things, let them praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because at his name, everything's done. Like at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. We talked about that in the video before when we talked about verses seven through 10, I think. Um, but um, yeah, man, because of Jesus, because of what he did, because everything God does, we're sustained. Everything has its being. Like we can, none of us can boast like we talked about in the video before. Like literally we're nothing without God. Like nothing at all. Because, you know, the different names, you know, the Lord, our provider, you know, Jehovah Jireh, like, all these different names, Jehovah Rapha, uh, Elohim. God does so much for us just from his names alone, right? And that's literally his name alone is excellent. All of his names, guys. We talked about this. I'm going to just say some names. Do you remember some? <laughs> I mean, we still got Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You know, like, <laughs> like God sustains it all, just like Psalm 148 is talking about because of him. He's our beginning and our end. We should be praising him day and night, in the morning and in the evening, and at the beginning of our lives and at the end of our lives, because he's the Alpha and Omega. He sustains us. He's the reason why we can live and have our being. Um, Some other names, uh, just not important. You guys get what I'm saying. Just think of some names. All right. I talked about that in other videos. El Shaddai, uh, Yahweh. You know, El Shaddai is God Almighty, Yahweh, the Lord God of Israel. I'll keep on going some other time. But guys, there's many names for God, right? And they're all excellent because his name alone is excellent. And get this verse. Get this last part of chapter 13. I mean, of verse 13 in Psalms 148. It says, his glory is above the earth and heavens. There's some bad creations, right? Like, I know when you, if you meet some celebrities, they're amazing. Like, they're awesome. You meet some famous pastors, they're awesome. They're amazing. But they pale in comparison to God, right? Mm. The most beautiful of all creations, you know, the most awesome places to go in the world that are beautiful, they pale in comparison to their creator because they're just the created. They're just an image and a representation of God's handiwork and who God is, right? We are the same way. So like we shouldn't be create, we should be worshiping things. We shouldn't be worshiping what we see, right? We should be worshiping God. He gets the glory, right? So that's what this time this is talking about. His glory is a his glory is above the earth and the heavens. God is better than everything. He's bigger than everything, right? Uh. So that's what this verse is talking about as well. So yeah, I, I think I'll just speed through. <laughs> Unless you had, did you have something else? Uh, let's see. No, I th- and I'm gonna. I know we've been talking about God, but I'm gonna fit Jesus in there a little bit. And yeah, that's let's like, do it. When uh, when we were naming off names of God as well, like when Jesus said, um, I am, like that's, that was, it doesn't translate well into English, but that 
pretty much identified him as God as well, because God is the only one who can say that he is the I am. Um, but the fact that, uh, just the fact that he says that means Jesus is exalted on the same level of God. So like every glory that we pass on to God needs to be passed on to Jesus as well, because he's the mediator. He's the one that we go to in order to uh, bridge the gap that was created since the dawn of, since the beginning of Adam and Eve um, between God. So every, just everything that we've mentioned so far in these uh, chapters, we need to give the same glory to Jesus because he's the only one who can say that he is the I am. Right, right. Yeah. And that leads to verse 11 through 12. Like like we've been trying to say, uh, before we even read it, um, one thing I've been seeing is, uh, so here goes one of my points. You know you know how the saying in the Bible is every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess, right? Yeah. So one of my points is every purpose, everyone's purpose is to praise the Lord like we've been talking about. And everybody's obligated to praise God. So adamant, inanimate objects. So that means living or not living objects, you know, prominent or significant, like we're talking about with verses 11 through 12. You know, celebrities are not male or female, rich or poor, uh, powerful or weak, ugly or pretty, special or not special. Like everybody, irrational creatures, even bugs, even like everybody, no matter who you are, or what you are, no matter if you think you are yay, they, she or whatever, like <laughs> whoever you, you are, you're called on purpose to praise the Lord. So all mankind, willingly or unwillingly, will worship the Lord Jesus Christ. The question is, if you do not worship God willingly today or willingly repent and turn from your wicked ways and trust him for your salvation, then there will be a time where you will worship him unwillingly. Right. Yeah. Every knee will bow. So you either do it in hell or you do it in heaven. It's your choice. The ball's in your court. Right. So, yeah, yeah I just want to let everybody know that. Yeah. Those bars. Let's go to verse 11 through 12. Now, Justin, man, when I tell you this, this part was crazy because I did a lot of studying on this part. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and read. Let's just read both of them. So yeah. verses 11 through 12 of Psalms 148 reads, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Right. So God, God is naming out these people. Even they must praise the Lord. So I'm mm. going to talk about young and old first, because there's so much to talk about. Actually, I'm going to talk about princes and judges. So for princes and judges and kings, when it mentions that. So people who think they're too high and mighty and prominent and special and renowned and respected, you know, people who get the big head, even you're called to praise the Lord. Right. So whatever business that you're conducting that you think is more important than God's business, it's not, right? God's more important than whoever has whatever position. Nobody's exempt from praising him no matter what obligations you have in this life. King, princes, president, I don't care. Pope, doesn't matter. You're all called to praise the Lord, to humble yourself to the mm -hmm. Lord, no matter how significant and special you think you are, right? Same thing with young men and young maidens. You know, people think that they have, you know, time to worship God later. That's one of the points I had with young men and uh, young yeah. maidens, man. Like, you think that you can serve God later, but what if you don't have later? 
Right. He didn't give God the praise that he deserved. You think you can serve God in old age? Like, and we talked about the sun a lot, but here goes an analogy. Cause I just love using the sun with Psalm 148, man. Let's say the sun, if God commanded the sun to shine, which he has, right? And the sun's supposed to shine for 12, 14, 16 hours a day. It, it shines something like that, right? And let's say if the sun says, like, I'm gonna shine only in the afternoon time, or I'm gonna shine only in I'm not gonna shine in the morning. I'm not gonna shine, you know, I'm only I'm not gonna going to shine in the afternoon. I'm only gonna shine, you know, when I wanna shine, right? So that's ridiculous, right? That's the same, or that's the equivalent of young people saying, I'll serve the Lord, you know, later. I'm gonna have fun now. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh-huh. This is why the Bible is so applicable in so many ways, just with simple passages like this, right? So, yeah, if God says serve me, you're not gonna say, I'll serve you later. Like, what? <laughs> Which is some, what some people do. You don't live like that, right? Same thing with children, boys, and girls. Like, it mentioned children in this passage. So many people despise children. And Jesus even said, don't despise the children. Don't turn the children away from me. When the disciples said, you know, shoo, shoo to the kid, Jesus said, no, I got time for the kid. Why are you shooing him away? Don't ever turn away a child that comes to me. Even children, even the youth must praise the Lord. Nobody's exempt. That's something else I would like to say too. Like this was so crazy. Like with young people, man, so many young people don't want to go to church, right? I didn't want to go to church when I was young. I, I, I couldn't stand church at all. Um, yeah. But that's the whole point. Like, we're supposed to train up a child in the way that they should go and the way, and they won't depart from it if we show them. So, like, if your kid, if they go to church rolling their eyes because you're making them go to church, grunting their teeth, stomp, stomping their feet, holding their arms and all that stuff, and they're doing it angrily, you know, just let God get a hold of them. Because he will, you know, let the word speak for itself. The word's going to get a hold of them and the spirit will place them under arrest. So, and they'll thank you for bringing them to church, even in their old age, just like I did with my parents, man. I'm a bad dude because of my parents, because of my grandparents, you know, bringing me to church and letting me stay there when I didn't want to be there, man. So we can lose a generation if we don't have that kind of commitment to like getting our children to the Lord's house. So this is why young people are mentioned. And I'll talk about old people in a minute. But did you have anything with young people, Justin? No. Uh, yeah, that's like that's something I'm always amazed with parents um, as well. Like when a kid starts crying in church, like they get embarrassed and stuff and like try to quiet down the kid. But honestly, like kudos to them because that makes it harder. Like mm-hmm. they need to go through those those trials. And it's like it's not always fun, but it's like necessary. So it's like I'm. I hope I can be like a good, good parent like that too, who just has the strength to take take their kid to church every day. Because I think, or every week, every day would be intense. Right. But it's a, uh, I don't know. Just setting that foundation is super important, um, and it's it's an interesting balance too. Because for young people, like they they have to learn from the older people as well. Like, it's just, that's, that's just what the Bible says. Like, uh, young people, like the elders need to teach the young people. Um, but at the same time, like you want to develop them to like make the decisions on their own. Mm-hmm. But like before that, before they know, before they know what's good for them, you have to lay down that foundation. Right. Yeah, man, I'm about to go all over the place, but let me focus on children real quick. So, like, you remember how I was saying, like, Jesus said, don't turn away children and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, a lot of people despise people for their youth and stuff like that. So, 
God wants us to know just from using the maidens, the boys, the girls, the old people. Like these are the least in all society, right? Even to us, like orphans, uh, the old, like the old are the most forsaken group in the world. Like, let's be real. Like God hasn't forgotten about them. He's yeah. only mentioning them. Out of all people, he didn't say middle aged to me, the people who look good, like yeah. <laughs> people with the most power, like. He literally said the people who are forgotten, like God wants to hear your singing. He wants to hear your praise. He wants to be mm. with you. He wants you to draw near to him. Boy, God is a loving God. Anybody that says God ain't loving, come on, man. That was that was cold-blooded. Just just yeah. right there alone. That's what he's doing in his word right now. So God wants to hear your praise. God wants to uh God wants to hear from you, man. You matter to God, man. So you mm. feel like you don't matter in this world, man. You matter to God. And God's opinion is way more important, right? So um yeah, something else I want to say too with the youth and stuff like that. Like I said that the youth and maidens, man, they're the least influential. So the least important, the least in all society, right? So we know just from the word that God loves the vulnerable. He loves the poor. He loves the people who are overlooked. Just like verse 14 says, even the children of Israel who were the same way, the people who were looked down upon and belittled, right? And scoffed at because they were nothing god wants to use those people so i am one of those people and now look at me so like same thing for you the horn of salvation will speak in your life because god wants to hear your praise so one question i had was who is called to praise everybody so even these people who nobody in society wants to hear from god wants to hear praise from them right and he wants to hear praise from the most important celebrities everybody right so, like, yeah, man, that is so powerful because, like, even presidents, politicians, store clerks, tellers, athletes, no matter who you are or what you are, God wants to hear your praise. So whether you're Baptist or Pentecostal, Methodist, atheist, agnostic, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you believe. God wants to hear your praise, right? You can be from Kenya. You can be from India. You can be Brazilian. You can be fat, ugly. It doesn't matter, right? In every language all around the world, there's a way to say hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus, and praise the Lord, right? So, like, everyone, everywhere can still praise the Lord. And God is saying, praise me here, man. This text is so bad, man. (laughs) And then also, I talked about it, too. Nobody's too high to praise God. We talked about that. We we talked about the the angels and the heavenly hosts and praising in the heights when we were in verse 1 through 3. You know, nothing in society. It's too great to praise God. The greatest in society must still praise the Lord, right? And then uh-huh. also, nothing's too low to praise the Lord. Creatures in the sea, creeping things. So even maidens, young people, old people, orphans, they must praise the Lord. Nothing is exempt. Nobody's exempt. Everybody must get down on their knees and praise the Lord. So if you want another text saying, you know, saying how to get to heaven and stuff like that. This is it. You must praise the Lord with your life, with your, all your being, with, with how you get up and how you get down with everything you do, with your heart. You must praise the Lord. This is what this text is talking about, man. This is so crazy, man. Oh, man. Old people, too. Like, don't. Yeah. They don't have a lot of time left, right? You don't have a lot of time left to get with God. So, so like, <laughs> this is. Even so they in a hurry, yeah. Right, even they must hear the message just this, this that that will save their soul, which is Jesus, man. So, like, 
God is letting them know, man, you need to get right with me before your time comes, man. Like, this text is so bad. Like, on so many levels, it just breaks down everything. And that's something I didn't get to say with verse 13 was, is like, um, I guess I said everything with 13. Let me not even go back to it. Did you have anything else with 11 and 12? Yeah. Oh, uh, anything. oh uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like I touched on young people, so I need to touch on the elderly as well. Yeah, it's... And I feel like that is something we need to, we, man, we need to make sure everyone's involved in the church because it's so mm. easy. To, it's so easy to like concentrate on like the capable, like capable people or the middle-aged people who can actually do stuff. But like, um, I feel like the elderly people are just full of wisdom. Like right. when you get to talking to them, you realize like the journey that they've had with God and like that's invaluable stuff that brings a lot to the table because I feel like God uses people's stories. Like young people, they don't have stories yet. Like they could have a good testimony, but like nothing, nothing quite compares to like um, someone who's older, who actually knows how to apply the Bible. Like you can, you can memorize scripture all day, but if you, um, if you don't have something that can relate to somebody, it's a lot harder. So I feel like we do need to pay attention to not only young people, but the elderly as well. Right. Yeah, man. That was bars, man. Like one thing I was about to say with old men and old women, like they have a greater reason, reason to praise God as well, because they understand all the things that God has brought them through, like all the grace that God has bestowed upon them, all the mercy. Like, man, if I ever make it to be old, man, you know how many people you'll see die? Like, I, the older I get, that's one bar, quote I got for myself. Like, I've been saying this since I've gotten older. It's like, the older I get, the more people I see die, right? So yeah. if you make it to be Billy Graham's age, just 96, 95, like, before he passed away, like, you know, he, he said that in his book, his last book he wrote, he said, like, everybody I know died. Like, all my friends, all my family, except for his kids. Like, Listen. yeah, like, but he said, everybody I know has died like so i'm all alone like <laughs> and that's the way it is when you're old man like literally everybody passes you by it's like you got to meet new people you're old you're not gonna meet nobody new like that you know? so, yeah yeah man but yeah even you make it to be that old man every single morning man you must pr- you better praise the lord man because you ain't get, making it that old by your own bootstraps and your own self taking care of you because there's mountains and stuff that god did for you that you didn't, didn't even know about right just to get you to that point then something else you said too like the whole church has to fellowship in the psalms like i thought the same thing too man because like Mm. here we see the whole church so we have important members we have ordinary ordinary members we have the prominent and the obscure we got the young and the old and all in between right so Mm -hmm. all god's people is coming together to praise and fellowship the lord so it's really a symbol of heaven as well but we should be experiencing heaven here on earth of all people of all age groups from all age groups, all walks of life, all different backgrounds, all races, all tribes should be coming together to make one sound, to praise the Lord with our lives, with our beings, with our worship, in our churches, with everything. Like, that's something I've been figuring out too, Justin, just a side note, is like, um, like how, what, what does the church need to do to make real change in this world, like in this life? We got to come together. Because when you think about it, like during Jim Crow time and segregation and all that stuff, the church was there. The church, all the churches connected together and worked together to get stuff done. 
Mm-hmm. Are the churches going to come together for anything now? No. Like, all they care about is the big ones only care about money in themselves, right? Yeah. You know, so, like, the little ones, like, they're dying off. So, like, we'll never come together. And we should. Because that's how things are going to get done, right? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Like, that that's what this text is talking about as well, man. As, as well, so. Um, yeah, that, that is something we need to do. Uh, I'm not sure if it ties into the lesson, but it's still a good yeah. lesson. Right. find more things that are that we have in common and looking for all the things that we have different because like we don't need to help the devil out anymore separating each other mm-hmm. like all are called to give glory to god like right. we're all supposed to be part of the same kingdom mm-hmm. yeah man let me make sure i've said it i think i said everything man i'm not even gonna look i mean we didn't really talk about kings and princes though man kings of the uh- earth yeah, I talked a little bit about like the the people in power who got placed there. Yeah, it's still the authority of God. Right. Like even God used King Nebuchadnezzar, even though he didn't want anything to do with God. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, something about kings and rulers and celebrities, princes, judges. Like, these mm-hmm. people, they don't think they have to give account to anybody. because They sit so uh-huh. high, you know, they don't really answer to nobody, right? Yeah. Like, right. like, if I was Trump, I wouldn't answer to nobody. I'm pretty sure he don't answer to nobody. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't think he does. <laughs> you know he doesn't. Yeah, so, like... Man, but like they have to answer to God, like they have to bow their knees and confess that yeah. Jesus is Lord. So, like, that's one thing I got too. And then, deep uh, devils and men both have to bow their knees, like, they both have knees to bow, and they mm-hmm. all got to bow them to the Lord. So, like, even demons will have to shout praises eventually, right? Even mm-hmm. if you don't want to praise the Lord, you'll have to shout praises eventually, man. So, um. Yeah. I had I had something that's real good for discussion. I know we should probably call it though, but um one question I had, Justin, was like what are some appropriate ways for God's image bearers to witness to that in a various settings? So like how how can you show that you're one of God's image bearers and witness to the world that you're one of, that you're one of his children, right? You have the horn of salvation yeah. and you're praising the Lord and all that stuff. So mm. And where and when should God be praised? So it's the same question, essentially. So yeah. that's really what it's asking. It makes me think of uh, Jesus giving his commandment to his disciples. A new commandment I give you, love one another. Um, just as I have loved you, you must love one another. All men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. That's what's up. Yeah, like we talked about that too in the video, man. Um, the heart of salvation is love, right? So, mm-hmm. and how the father is, that's how the children are going to be, man. So, the servant's yeah. not greater than the master, and the mm-hmm. student's not greater than the teacher. So, yeah, Jesus is our teacher, so we should be doing the same thing he did, living the same way he lived and everything like that. Then also, um, you know, how and when should we praise God? You know, there's no limit to that. You should be praising yeah. God with every area, every arena of life that you find yourself in. So, you know, in your work environment, in, at sporting events, you know, even if you went to the club, like <laughs> no place <laughs> is exempt 
right? No places uh, you have the luxury to not praise and worship God, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Then another question I had too was, if an average Christian accepted the challenge to exhibit praise as a lifestyle, what do others see in him or her, her, in him or her, and why? So, like, uh, my answer to that question is just like, you know, mm-hmm. you should see a different attitude and behavior, right? You should see a change in the transformation. And they should yeah. really be different than everybody you come across, right? Like, yeah, they should be able to see a difference, right? Yeah, like we're we're we are called to live differently from the world. So if like if they see Christians just like cussing or drinking or belittling people, then like like what what are are they really gonna see Jesus through that? Are they really gonna like see something different for us? Are they going to see a life that's actually transformed by God now? Right. And then one of my biggest points I had, too, with this whole entire lesson was, is like, so many people don't praise God like they should, right? And then we don't have the right attitude either when it comes to praising the Lord, like with the true, authentic heart that Psalm 148 is talking about, man. But all the creation is showing us how to do it, man. Like, just being who God created you to be. So when all of creation, when all of humanity in the whole world turns away from God and they don't worship God anymore and praise God, we're not called to do what they do. We're called to be different, right? Yeah. So like this is what this text is talking about, man. Like if all of creation and all creatures and all humans don't, did they turn away from God? You know, in the Western culture is sad, but like we're going further and further away from God, mm-hmm. and I think it's as great. It's greater than the number than ever before. Like it's more people not worshiping God than ever before, right? Oh. And, and and that's a bold statement, right? But yeah. like, yeah. So this is a call for Christians everywhere. You know, wherever you find your hands to do, with your lips and your lives, with your deeds, with your action, you're called to make a noise greater mm-hmm. than everybody else in all creation. So even though they're making noise saying, "Don't praise God, don't worship the Lord," as Christians and as believers. Boy, whether you're young or old, ugly or fat, skinny or poor, like rich or wealthy, it don't matter who you are. As a Christian and a child of God, you better recognize God as God with your mm-hmm. praise and all your life and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, let's end off the video like that. You good? You said it. Yeah, good? yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we. I think we really nailed that. All right, man. You sure you said everything? Cause I know I was talking a lot, man. Just reading from my notes. <laughs> When you said stuff, that kind of reminded me of like what it kind of led me on what I needed to say as well. Okay, so I think I'm good. All right, cool. Yeah, last point for everybody too is like it doesn't matter what state a person finds themselves in, they still must praise the Lord, whether they like to or not. So like going back to the kings of the earth, like that was one of my favorite verses too. In verse eleven, kings and all people. It says all people, man princes and all judges of the earth like you know just talking about injustice and stuff like that we're all being honest there's injustice in every walk of life everywhere you know (laughs) and like all people will have to answer to god so if you don't if if you has your son died from you know police brutality or anything man like god well, he is your vengeance, man. He's going to make everything right, just like this passage is talking about. All authorities, all kings, all people in power, all those who rule, whether you're saved or not, 
whether you you're lost or not. Like it doesn't matter if you're a believer, Christian or not Christian, it don't matter. You'll have to answer to God. So nobody gets out of praising God. Nobody gets out of like disobeying his commandments and not following him and not taking Jesus as the horn of salvation. Like, so yeah, man. This this passage gives me hope for that as well. So yeah, I, I said everything, man. I, I said I said everything, I think. <laughs> I'm just finding some stuff in my notes because like we went through it. So like now I know where oh, we're yeah. everything. Yeah. I will say like sometimes we won't get the justice that we think we deserve. But like I think God still leads us though. Like he's still going to comfort us through the moments where we do face injustice. Like Jeremiah calls people to deliver their own justice based on the morality that God has given us. So sometimes because we live in a broken system, like things are going, people are going to get away with stuff, but like the promise God has given us is that he will always be there for us. Right. Right. And like I said earlier, like we talked about humans, the whole entire Bible study, man. Mm. Humans are the pinnacle of all creation. Like, let's just call it like it is. Like, yeah, yeah, we are the only creatures made in God's image. We're only creatures probably to have a soul that will go into the afterlife. Like, all dogs go to heaven. I don't, I don't know. I just said in the Bible. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know about, I don't know either. Because I don't think insects are going to get there. They better not be there. I can't stand no termites, no nothing. Like, locusts, <laughs> no, they better not be in no heaven. But, like, yeah, man, like, we're the pin- pinnacle of all creation. We're made in his image. We're the only inanimate objects of only human objects out of all creation but this doesn't make us better than all creation and this doesn't mean that our praise is the only praise that god values so we got to humble ourselves man the sun the moon the stars the angels the birds the bees the eagles the seagulls the pigs they all are glorifying god as well right and that is so powerful man like that was crazy right so Mm. we're not we're not the best thing since peanut butter, no matter who you are. This is a humbling passage. If you thought that, oh, God only cares about you, no. He cares about all creation. He sustains and establishes all creation to work mm-hmm. a certain way. Everything has a purpose. So humble yourself if you think that mm-hmm. you were the only one that was special, right? So, man, yeah. that was it. I'm good, man. <laughs> I definitely read everything. I, I definitely read everything, mm-hmm. literally. Except for the very end. I'm not reading it no more. But guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Justin, did you have anything else before I close out? No, I think so. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's late on our end. 1030. So. Oh, right. God. Did you know what time it was? No, I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> yeah, I may pass out, man. But anyway, guys. <laughs> uh, follow my social media platforms here. They are right here. You know, all my YouTube channel podcast uh i pray you guys enjoyed this uh video we had going on so again i have way more content if i can find it somewhere on my youtube channel psalms 148 yeah so guys i got way more for psalms 148 make sure to watch all the bible studies that me and justin did together on psalms 148 and uh questions that we uh tied in Psalms 148 with, and we went through that today as well. But yeah, my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads right here. Uh, Share my content, like all my videos, all that stuff. You got questions, uh, DM me on my social media platforms, like with uh, Trouble Don't Last is 
my Twitter page. So you saw that when I showed all my social media pages, guys. So you could send me a DM on my Twitter page or on my Instagram page. Uh, Trouble don't last. So right here. And then I also have another Instagram page, my underscore daily underscore Bible. And then, guys, uh, make sure to subscribe to Justin's uh, YouTube page, Chaplain Logs. This is his Facebook page, Justin Lee Howell. You can uh, befriend him on there. Ask him questions as well, as well. And we'll do videos on questions that you have because that's what we do here with our uh, ministry here on this YouTube channel. All right, guys, we're going to bed. I don't know if I'm going to bed because I want to enjoy the weekend and not working and actually doing work that. The Lord's work instead of work for the man. Anyway. <laughs> like, thanks for joining in, guys. You guys rock. Uh, pray you guys enjoy this video. Share it with people that you think will benefit from it. Uh, I pray that everybody have a blessed week until we meet again, until we talk again. And yeah, guys, these videos are awesome. These videos are way better than ever before, Justin. Like, these videos are so good. Man, have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Happy. Happy Friday and happy Saturday, whenever you watch this, whoever day. day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. man, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. But all right, guys, peace out. Talk to you later.